All right, and welcome everybody to another episode of the Senpai Kohai Podcast. And with me today is the Naughty Dog to my Insomniac, the Retro Studios to my Monolith, the... <laughs> mm, what are two Xbox Game Studios? Um, um, <laughs> I was going to say uh, Bungie and... Uh... What was it Lionhead? But the, I think they're both either gone or sold off to somebody else at this point. Didn't Lionhead make Fable? Yeah, Fable's yeah. still with them. Bungie's Bungie just finished the whole purchasing process, and they're now with a PlayStation. Ironic, we're talking about this right now. <laughs> Nor in the uh, in the episode of recapping, we would save this anyway. Yeah. Steven, <laughs> what are you doing over there? <laughs> I am I am just chilling. I'm ready to recap our original top five games episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. This was a really fun episode in general for us. Uh, like I feel like we really got into it quite a bit, and there was a lot of some. There's some solid jokes in here. Um, lots of things to say about gaming and i think we were still doing news so this is a lot of fun um i'm ready to talk top five games i'm ready to talk some retrospective on our episode um mm. because because as as trey would say from the original episode i'm ready for this episode to take me by the haunches and just there have it is. with me <laughs> there it is oh trey and his uh his ability to just say the worst things about the right moments. <laughs> Absolutely. I, uh, I won't lie. I kind of had a little bit of a fallout kind of double take moment. I was at work listening to this. I'm, you know, putting away stuff and just like taking care of business, like minding my own business. And I just hear you say, take me by the haunches and have my way, have its way with me. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's a, uh... Oh God, I I I can't justify. I'd probably still say it today about something. Mm -hmm. What would it be? I don't even want to. I don't want to yeah. entertain it anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what are we playing right now, uh, Stephen? I'm still playing Final Fantasy 15. I've got no real updates except for I'm I'm just progressing through the story. I finally got to the first bit of DLC episode Gladios. Uh, really fun. It explains a major moment when Gladios leaves the game and then comes back un unexplained, like in the next chapter. It was really stupid when it happened in the game, but <laughs> this gives a lot of context to it and why he came back. And uh, it was really cool. But, you know, I it could have been a cutscene. Could have been yeah. a cutscene. But yeah, and I think they were trying to really kind of like, because that's the thing is uh, Final Fantasy 15. I love Final Fantasy 15. I thought it was a great experience. But I can I can acknowledge that it felt like two games kind of smashed together. There were some weird pacing issues, um, and and that's that's all fine and dandy. But it was still a, just a shit ton fun to play. Yeah, like, I loved it. I loved riding around, listening to the banter, and just like the open world exploration. I loved like trying to take on enemies, and then just like these drop ships dropping harder enemies on you, and you're trying to like kind of like like escape for a bit. That's a lot of fun. I think they just tried to add back in some more stuff to kind of flesh out the game because like they really just genuinely put out this game and it has these parts where characters just disappear and it's like, all right, they'll be back. Hopefully. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I loved I loved a lot of the side quests and just the gameplay. Aranea is a great egg chef's kiss waifu like absolutely love her and she's the only dragoon in the game. And I love the way they kind of stylized the dragon. It was kind of like a technical, like jetpack powered 
you know, demoness from hell. I love her. She's got Ara energy going on all over the place. Um, I heard my first RR, or I heard really? a compilation of RRs, and uh, <laughs> I was going through something, and it was like, listen to these women say RR, and it was like a bunch of anime compilations, and I was like, oh, finally, what's this sound like? And I was like, oh, that's it? This is, uh, I was picturing this to sound like, I don't, I don't know, not, not quite like seals or anything, but I don't know. I don't know what I was hoping, but I was kind of disappointing. It's a whole like older woman turn on thing. And it, apparently it's, it's a fad. It's, it's the same, like, so Ara Ara is to older women as Uwu is to younger girls. Hmm. To put it in SAT <laughs> vocabulary, uh, situation so i don't think you're passing the sat with that knowledge but i'll give it to you but that's all i'm playing as uh, final fantasy 15 i am still trying to chug through get all the rest of this done um and i feel like it's in time for something else oh i want to get this done before soul hackers is out oh, that's um right. i soul would Hacker. like to play soul hackers current with everything and i think it comes out either at the end of next month or the month after Mm-hmm. um but it's coming soon so i really got to choke through this so it's it's that's a game i'm looking forward to as well we have stray coming out soon where it's like cyberpunk world with you play a cat and uh, it's getting a lot of good early reviews but honestly i haven't been playing a ton of stuff i've had to sneak in some things as we kind of uh you know i've been very busy kind of with my job and different things going on in real life but i have snuck in some more xenoblade chronicles i just i don't know if i am terrible at that game or if the system is off or i'm just i have a terrible team composition but i struggle through battles in this game and Mm. the worst feeling is is like going on like a game faq's website and people are like yeah i know i turned on extra hard mode so i really made the battles challenging and i'm like like they're talking like the main games battles were like super easy and i'm like what am i missing am i like i play mmos like don't don't tell me i don't understand how you know mixing skills works i like i played final fantasy 14 for years i played wow i played all that stuff and i still struggle with these battles at times so i don't know what i'm doing wrong but i'm having fun with it all the same i'm in this area where there's like shit tons of side quests and things like that i guess you would be familiar with that with final fantasy 15 but like I, I walked around a city and took on like twenty side quests, and I was like, "All right, well, off I go then." And that's what I've been doing ever since. So, um, I don't dislike it. I think it's a fun game. But there is there is a lot of side quests. I think they kind of went a little whole hog into the MMO like fetch quest thing going on. Yeah, and uh, and it's just I don't know. It's not bad. It's just it feels like it pads out time between story elements. Yeah. And one thing I did was I would always go in, just grab all the story or grab all the quests I could, wait for the next day cycle, grab all all the quests I could, and I would just keep going. And then eventually when I was ready, I would go cash in on everything and then upgrade. And it was it was pretty nice. But another thing is every time you complete a mission, it unlocks another mission, too. Um, And it just that's the part that sucks is the chains, the the mission chains but man oh xenoblade oh xenoblade indeed because xenoblade chronicles 3 comes out on the 29th 
yes month, yeah, i yeah. think so yeah that one got moved up to this month and i was just looking up soul hackers uh that one comes out august 26th so a little under a month oh, um man. i really gotta put some time in on final fantasy 15 to finish this shit yeah well i'll be honest with you we have our tournament coming up this weekend uh i'm very excited about it i'm doing some practice and things like that but i will be glad when it's over it'd be fun to hang out and like play some games competitively but i'll stop practicing like i'll start playing single player games again and because i because honestly if i was being real about what games i've played whatever time i've had i've snuck into guilty gear smash brothers ultimate dragon ball fighter z thank you for the lessons by the way Um, no problem and then you know magic the gathering stuff like i have cards spread all throughout my my room right now which i don't mind like i'm actually kind of excited to get back into a card game um but yeah it's all i've been doing whenever i have free time like so like i someone just told me recently ghost of tsushima has an expansion and i I, for some reason i didn't know that yep their multiplayer expansion well there's apparently like a, a dlc for like single player too it's oh like yeah island it's like an island or something like that and i'm now you're I, way behind that was that was first I, yeah i'm just way behind so yeah that's where i'm at in gaming and stuff like that um uh on the flip side originally what our podcast was about was anime and have you been watching anything recently um no i still haven't i'm i'm just i'm balls deep in sopranos and the show that is not tony and it is it's got me by by the haunches dare i say and (laughs) i i just can't stop i've i've kept adding a couple other anime to my crunchyroll and i'm still reading the flowers of evil i think i'm on the last couple uh volumes for that series by the same guy that did blood on the tracks uh shuzo what was his name i'll find that here in a bit but that's going really well um i'm just kind of confused on where it's going uh i don't know if i really talked about it last time but i'll i'll kind of i did okay you did talk about it. it's like he's this guy that gets caught uh like sneaking into the girls locker room with underwear or something like that and then like i guess he gets a blackmailed or something like that and yeah deeply out of control like he's he's just being a pervert yeah Um, and he gets stuck in like this delinquent lifestyle because of this choice and this blackmail but he falls in love with it and the idea and so now he's still he's still in it he had to move away his family moved him away because of the kid he was hanging out with that was blackmailing him because he fell in love with her and it's it has just spiraled and spiraled and i i don't know how it's gonna end i I didn't realize it was the same guy that did uh blood on the tracks Ever since I started collecting Blood on the Tracks, I've had everything of his suggested to me. Um, <laughs> of course. I've, I've already collected all of The Last Kiss, I believe. Let me check that. Is that what it's called, The Last Kiss? Um, Blood well, we need to tracks. get you some Shonen, because it's going to keep recommending Happiness. you like this these these bleak the, series. Like We need that, to get you back on track to Positivity Land. Yeah, <laughs> I did finish the Cell arc in Dragon Ball Z. Um, that was really good. I don't remember if I talked about that last time, mm-hmm. uh, but that was amazing. Uh, really good and fast send off for Cell and Goku and everything, and it felt like a really good finisher for the the arc and the series. Uh, you can you can tell that it feels like a proper ending. So I'm really nervous about going into the Boo Saga and how much shit is in the Boo Saga. Yeah, 
This so, is where we find out, like, because I think this was around the time that he was, it was like, I think he originally wanted to end it with the Cell Saga. He was yeah. Like, all right, we've wrapped up Red Ribbon Army, at all the Saiyans, and all these different powers, and I think because of the sheer popularity, he was kind of pushed to keep going. Yeah. So, um, I'm curious to see, like, what kind of effort was put into the manga, because the manga, to me, is, like, where it really matters. Like, yeah. we all know the anime went on, and there was GT, and... So, and Super is not even written. Is it written by Akira Toriyama? As I know, it's drawn um, by somebody else. I think it. I think its story is. I can check that. Let me let me find out real quick because that's that's a really good question. In the but, meantime, I I honestly have not been watching a ton of anime. We've started the new season, which is so bizarre for us not to like kind of like be all up in its butt. Um, yeah. But there is some big titles, and I, I have them on my queue, which is like uh, The Devil is a Part-Timer Season 2, which has been like 10 years in the making. Like that's, I hope it's, I hope it actually gets like continued support after the second season, because that was the same thing that happened with uh, Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon? Like Season 1 came out, and it was a long period of time before Season 2 did. And then Season 3 came out really quick after that, and now we're getting Season 4 right now. Hmm. Um, so I'm hoping that devil is a part-timer, uh, gets that as well, because that's probably one of the best written, like reverse isekai series ever. Like, it's just so good. Uh, so Akira Toriyama is still doing the story. It is drawn by this other person, but it is still written by him at least. Yeah. Cause Akira Toriyama inspired so many people that emulate his style. He can just like pick and choose the best of the best. Yeah. Be like, all right, I want you to draw this, this shit but I'm going to write it. Um, you know, that was kind of like when they had Samurai, uh, not Samurai 8, kind of bombed with for Kishimoto. And then he came back to Boruto. And he did? Started, yeah. If I recall correctly, he came back to Boruto and started writing it. Um, I'm going to have to, like, you know. Thank God. Boruto has been under such horrible fire. And it's, oh. God. <laughs> I, I follow this one page about boruto and it's just trash every time i see something like look what they're doing <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's bad animation it's it's weird i don't know they they showed these uh things about what happened every episode between like episode 50 and naruto and seven episode 50 and boruto and it's just nonsense like naruto would be in the the tuning exams and boruto is in like a dog outfit creeping on a girl like what the what, what the fuck is happening here what is what are you guys even doing oh my gosh and uh, now not or i guess spoiler alerts just to do you mind if i care no do, i don't or do you, care not if i care do you mind if i talk because now naruto spoiler alerts for for boruto three two one naruto is not the hokage anymore since he lost the fox I don't know if you know that, but Naruto ain't the Hokage. What? It's now. Ko- oh wow, what's that boy's name? His uh, his protege. Uh, oh, the the son of the third Hokage. Uh, yes, the grandson. Uh, yeah. Kon. Oh my God, Konohamaru. It's Konohamaru now. Yeah. And I saw this clip of Konohamaru as the Hokage, and I was like, "What the fuck is this? Doing this cheap ass Rasengan to save the village from a meteor." And it, it looked ugly. It looked awful. And I was like, this is not, this ain't my, my leaf village. Uh, this isn't, yeah, I don't know what's going on here. I, so I hope tough. the kids are enjoying it, but I, I don't think I would. 
Jeez, that's that's nasty business, man. All right, rant about Naruto over. I'm done. Back to business. Back to business. All right, so we are going to be covering the meat and the potatoes, the top five games of all time for Trey and Steven. Uh, we originally had a top five games episode, and that was ages ago. Ages ago. Ages. Weird. Yeah, like absolutely ages ago. And I don't know about you, but like, were you 100% ready with all five of your entries? I was. Oh, wait, you mean like right now? Well, no, 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 no. I mean, like originally, you know, when you I do- think so. Because reviewing the list that I, I have for my games, I, I I know what I picked and I know why. Like, mm-hmm. for sure. Like that, that was Trey. That Trey meant that. He meant what he put there. <laughs> okay, good. Because I had a couple on there that I was a little iffy about at the time but now i can come back and and be a little more certain in my choices so Mm -hmm. i uh i can honestly say without a doubt that two of them have changed from the original um and three have stayed i think i have one change all righty and so what we're gonna get into is the top five games for the senpai kohai podcast and we're gonna go ahead and kick things off we're gonna start this off right with trey (gasps) trey sean tell me your first top five game my first one is going to be pokemon crystal um i i could never drop pokemon crystal i i think actually even looking at these games i have played it or i plan on playing them all again like in the future shortly i'm i'm going to play these (laughs) all again uh so uh... I, so you actually said in the original episode that like Pokemon Crystal is the one game you will come back and play over and over again. As a as a matter of fact, I think when we first started, you were doing a like Nuzlocke kind of run with like one. I think was it Totodile. I was yeah. I did I did yeah. a Totodile Nuzlocke, and that yeah. that shit went really well. Like I ended on like level eighty eight. I think when I finished beating Ash, and it was a red, and I did a. Uh, I did pretty good clearing off the whole two continents. Damn. That shit was tight, but man, just something about the, the overwhelming, overwhelming amount that's in Pokemon, Pokemon crystal. You know, you start off with the three that you can get. And then from there, it's the world is your oyster. You, you can pick and go where you want to go and you still have team rocket lurking and in greater magnitude, trying to come back from mm-hmm. the events that you caused before. And it's, it's just so great. You have this rival who's a piece of shit, but it turns out there's more to him than, than meets the eye. And I don't remember if I talked about it before, but in Pokemon Generations, there's actually an episode dedicated to your rival where you find out that that he is Giovanni's son and what happens to him. And it's it's pretty cool or kind of where, where he went. Really? Yeah, oh, it was, it was so cool. cool. It's There's so much in that little world and you you just kind of keep going there's so many pokemon to find it's it just kept building on and i loved it so much i think the thing that blew me away during that time was the fact that you revealed to me that in this game like once you beat the main game you go on to kanto back to the original games you know kind of stuff yep and then you get another eight badges you end with 16 and then you go fight red and it's it's worth it climbing up that mountain because the first time you fight red 
I mean, if you don't know what's going to happen and you, mm-hmm. you get up there and it's this trainer and you're like, well, what, what do you want? And he throws out Charizard and Blastoise and Venusaur oh. and Snorlax. And they're all like high level seventies and eighties. And he throws out that Pikachu and you know, you know, oh, this man. was supposed to be Ash. And yeah, it was. It was intense. It was good. But, I, I really need to sit down and like make an effort to play Crystal because I I, I still I've not played Soul Silver I've not played Heart Gold I've not played Crystal or the originals like I've still even after all, after all this time I have not s- sat down and played this like your recommendation you know you I may even, not be able to really yeah so the only way you could play it was on the 3ds and now that uh I think all credit card purchases are done on the 3ds. I don't know if you can actually play it anymore until they uh, bring it onto the Switch. So you Yarr, may have har, lost har. your opportunity. I, I I can still play the game. Oh oh, Captain uh, <laughs> Captain Senpai says he can still play. I I can find a way to play. <laughs> Damn it! No, it's uh, it's well worth. And the sprites were really nice. It was yeah. I could I could gush about Crystal all day. Oh. And yeah. then just play it and beat it. I think it took me eight hours to beat it with a Tota dial. Like it. Wait, you you only put eight hours into the game? I think so. Like you've learned how to speed run. That's that's not the same thing. Like I've played a Pokemon game. You don't get sixteen badges in eight hours without. That's a speed run. But granted, everything I had went into that Tota dial, so that Tota dial was pretty strong. That's he, that's fair. Like if you're only working on one Pokemon it's gonna be pretty quick yeah but i normally only play with like two or three anyway so i'm generally pretty strong you don't play pokemon right (laughs) i don't do a lot of things right anyway steven what is your first game for your top five my first game as you would imagine is final fantasy 6 or (sighs) final fantasy 3 as i knew it when i was younger a younger gentleman a younger boy uh you know bright-eyed bushy-tailed ready to enjoy the world of rpgs for the first time in my life um in the episode we actually talked about this like i can see you just being salty (laughs) over there because like this is supposed to be one of our book club games and i've mentioned it you know it's on the super nintendo uh store or it's on the super nintendo thing on the switch oh really yeah yeah someone told me they were playing it on there and i was like oh wow that's nice (laughs) I could, now uh, you have no excuse. You just need to play this game at this point. You're right. Um, but I also don't want to like push it too hard because it's. I feel like it's a very organic experience. Um, enjoying Final Fantasy VI is very, very much a, like you go into it not really knowing what's going on. I don't want to gush too much about it because of that. But there are entire game systems in that game that are utilized uh you know you have characters that use fighting game movements for their special abilities trash Um, i got stuck at that guy the first time i played it i got stuck at his uh his section (laughs) i've actually started final fan i don't know if i've told you but i've started final fantasy 6 like three times and i was like i'm stupid Uh, i'll try this again later and i tried again i'm still stupid okay well let me try again i still can't figure out the fighting guys mechanics i get to is is it ultros i think is ultros in this one so i get to the the purple the purple octopus yeah yeah so i get the ultros and it's it's ridiculous i fight him with the with the fighter guy and i'm stupid speaking of ultros ultros is in final fantasy 15 yes he is 
I was surprised because I saw him in the movie and I think he was also in the opening game. And I was like, wow, Ultros, what are you what are you doing here? Ultros is a fan favorite, man. He's he's just such a he's like a he's a wily octopus of doom. Like he's just so fun. I believe he's actually it, is he in the scene where like, like things are kind of being summoned in the air? Yes. So it's when this airship is going down and the King's Glaive is trying to save uh Princess Luna Freya. You, you know, I sound so stupid. You know, this is this is all so stupid. And Ultros is summoned in the airship, and he, you could see the the knights sitting there trying to dangle above Ultros, and Ultros is sitting there, just oh ready to ready to what a get somebody. Sound. <laughs> I put some effort in that. Yeah, I see. So, uh, but but yeah, Final Fantasy VI was just like my first like story driven RPG. Um, my first like real delve into the world of final fantasy and rpgs in general so it's something to be excited about and i recommend it to anybody that wants that you know uh, they want a good story they want a lot of different things in their game that's where it is so all the stuff that people talk about from like final fantasy 7 like mini games and different kinds of scenarios throughout it, it, it landed in final fantasy 6 hmm because it took away the job system that was familiar in, in Final Fantasy V, but then introduced unique characters with unique abilities and like kind of brought in these mini games and different like there's actually an RTS section of the game, like where you had to command certain groups of of allies as enemies come down a map and you had to kind of like work your way towards the top of the map. And they, you know, I like I said in the original episode, like uh you perform an opera um you know there's like i love the fact that there is a character this is final fantasy 6 is where this started there's a character named setzer who his ability is to use slots and whatever you get in the slot machine is the ability that comes out that was used in so many other things including tifa from final fantasy 7 so hmm. there's a lot there's a lot of history there it's one of the big ones that really kind of like this is the change like i feel like it was final fantasy 4 change the series and then final fantasy six and then from then on you kind of have things like final fantasy seven and i don't think any like serious changes happened again until like you know final fantasy 10 or so final fantasy 12 you know things like that so yeah i i love final fantasy six i could talk about so many things about it and i'm trying to like hold back because i want you to really seriously play this game so anyways moving on moving on it is trey's turn to talk about game number two let's hear it buddy while we're on Square Enix, I'll talk mm-hmm. about Dragon Quest Eleven. Um, and while I really debated changing out Dragon Quest Eleven for Dragon Quest Two, mm-hmm. I feel like that would have been a foolish mistake because there's a lot packed in Dragon Quest Eleven. You're right. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of story. There's a lot of fun. A lot of character. A lot of a lot of stuff. Just so much to do and so much love. And Dragon Quest Two almost got me because I really enjoyed the challenge, the grind, the fun, the simplistic fun mm-hmm. I had with it. Um, but it it really all culminates into a really pretty package with Eleven, um, and I'm really excited to do Eleven S because I'm gonna do it in that pixel style for the most part. That way, I get a pixelated Dragon Quest experience again. Yeah, because you you seem to like the like truly traditional classic 
8-bit and 16-bit kind of experience. Mm -hmm. I do. It just, it pulls me. I don't know. I think I like it more than I, I've realized, especially in my, my older age as I'm I'm getting my grays <laughs> in my sides. No, no, you're not. Shut up. No, I am. It's getting peppered in. It's nice. I, I, you really think so? It is. I, it is. I, I what do you like mean? Do I think it's there? I can see I, it. You can't I, see I it right like now. I feel like you're blonder than usual. You know? that's, I that's really, really hope that's that. not the case. That's really going to upset me if I'm just blonder <laughs> than I normally am. Like, I, I, I'm starting to get the Reed Richards kind of like white on the sides of my hair. That's what I want is some Reed Richards shit. Yeah. Like, just... I, like I'm not even a fan of Fantastic Four. I don't know why that reference like kind of speaks to me, but yeah, that was good. That was good. Uh, a good pull out of nowhere. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, like it's, eh, I don't know. It, it like Dragon Quest Eleven is. It, it tried to like incorporate everything that was wonderful about the early Dragon Quest, and I think they did a really great job with it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I like Dragon Quest Eleven S is our, our is one of our book club games as well. Because, like, Trey and I just can't stop injecting, like, traditional JRPG into this. Like, if we're being real, most of the book club has been traditional JRPG. Yeah. Uh, I think everybody wanted to take a break for a bit because, like, I think we played, what was it? Uh, like, Turnip Boy commits tax <laughs> evasion. Yeah. Like, a, literally a 30 minute game. But uh, after a 200 hour game, like Persona 5 Royal, makes sense. Yeah, so. you kind of have to even even the load. But we we'll figure that out with the next game too. But that's it for me is Dragon Quest Eleven. If okay. you haven't gotten a chance to play it yet, it's a lot. The game's not done when you see the credits roll. Keep playing. It's mm -hmm. gonna do that to you twice. There's a lot of game there. It's probably two hundred hours. Okay. Wow. Okay. Oof. I, I so what you got, Steven? Number two. <laughs> okay i'm gonna take it um, we're gonna get to number two but i like i have my notes on this page where i've written a varying degree of like to-do lists and like grocery lists and stuff like that so it's all mixed up and uh, for some reason there is literally like a, a list that says ketchup and condoms <laughs> Huh. like i don't <laughs> i don't even know why this says this like what the fuck was i writing I don't. That's an awful thing to put on a grocery list: ketchup and yeah. condoms. Who who buys those in tandem? <laughs> and then it's okay. So then I have like things like this is uh, Silverhand uh, and Harper's. Like, oh, I think this is D and D shit, like from ages ago. Why did I have condoms and ketchup on there for D and D? Ah, you're not playing any D and D I've ever played. <laughs> Unless it's diners and dickin, and that's that's the only thing you'd need ketchups and condoms for. Oh my god, sorry. I, I know that's kind of a random aside. I just thought it was funny. Um, my second game is actually going to be Chrono Trigger, another JRPG from SquareSoft at the time. Um, this is time travel and sci-fi, and just like multiple endings. This is, is and it's got a Kira Toriyama's art on it. This is a no-brainer, absolute joy of a game. But it had some really unique characters, like Frog, literally a, a actual like anthropomorphic frog in the game. Um, you had a, a princess that looks like Bulma, so we're already winning. Um, you have a, a main character that looks like Goku, essentially with a sword, and a you know time travel. And I just love the kind of like attention to detail that it put into so much stuff, and the fact that you could fight the boss at any point in the game. It just was so good. 
and unique and like you roam around a world that was open to you and you didn't have to fight the enemies you could avoid them i, th I thought that was new to me and it it really just kind of blew my mind this is also when i brought up the fact of the existence of kb toys in the previous episode and you were like what the fuck is a kb toy <laughs> i had to i had to explain yet again that i'm old and i existed in a time frame where like mall toy shops had video games and like glass cases uh you know so that was uh you had to guess everything by the cover you were like i hope this game is good because it's the only one i'm getting and uh yeah i actually found a, a toy recently that was still in package in my collection that still has a kb toys like price tag on it wow yeah an artifact yes an artifact because i'm a dinosaur <laughs> uh, have you ever you've played chrono trigger at this point haven't you i'm still working on chrono trigger i'm in the final third of the game but at this point i'm debating just fighting lavos and calling it a day uh because i'm really putting it off it's a good travel game for me i'm playing it on my phone mm -hmm. so it's uh when when we're going i don't really like carrying my switch with me i really like it as my kind of console at home game but i can play my phone and i have that on there so i like the last time we traveled to our hometown i put some hours on chrono trigger like on my phone like that's crazy i keep reiterating that but like i was just sitting there on the car ride and i was like oh yes i remember where i was at oh wow wow, wow. And it's like during the previous version of this episode, you were even talking about how you don't like playing JRPGs on your phone. And look, look how far you've come. And look at me now. Look at you now. Like but you gotta, you gotta carve out whatever time you can. Honestly. And that that's the best time for me to do it. Like I have Chrono Trigger on my PC, but there's something about it where I don't want to play it on Steam. I want to play it on my phone. I, it's the controls are really well done for it, and they've they've mm -hmm. released this good update, so it's optimized for phone use nice well uh every like a lot of people know chrono trigger so i don't really need to explain too much more about it so we'll go ahead and move on to your third game trey yes sir so my third game is link's awakening uh, now yes. the this game boy classic is <laughs> nothing more than uh just a simple little game boy game um it was one of the first ones i had for my game boy and I didn't beat it back then, but when I had my gaming renaissance in college um, and I beat it, I kind of realized the wonder of storytelling. Mm -hmm. And its its twist really left an impact on me. Um, when you... Uh, spoilers for Link's Awakening in 3, yeah, no, 2, yeah. 1. I mean, it's too... It, it, come, come on. It's it, almost it's 30 like years later. Yeah, it's, it's almost like, 30 years. Don't hurt me like that. Oh, my God. Wait, do you not know? Like, is it really almost 30 years old? Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. I think Link's Awakening came, came out when, uh, I think, like, 92, 94? I think. Oh, God. Oh, God. So, <laughs> it uh, the whole twist of, you know, you finding out you're actually destroying the island where everyone resides was really impactful for me. Like, I, I don't know why things didn't hit for me um, up until that point. But, oh, what's that face? 1993 oh man yeah it's literally 30 year anniversary god damn like, year so it it really hit when you talk to the one boss that's like why are you doing this to us you're killing us please stop and i mean you don't have a choice you have to destroy mm -hmm. these monsters to kind of continue on your mission 
but then you have to keep talking to Marin and the family to keep progressing everything. And it kind of throws it back in your face that you're making tough decisions as a pixel thing. And it's, it's really <laughs> nice. Like it, it told a lot of that story and just really simple, simple art. Um, and I think I talked about it later on in another episode when they did the remaster that mm-hmm. I think it lost a lot of that storytelling ability or the impact for that with everything being so cutesy. You literally talked about it in the same episode. The same? We, did, it? We did it? Yeah, we, it had already kind of come out because you had streamed the game by that point. Oh, damn. Because you, you streamed it over like a couple days. Like you you knew the game. So Yeah, um, it, it didn't but, take long for me. But yeah, it was it, just one of those things where it lost the impact, essentially. Mm-hmm. It was too cute to to really deliver that you're destroying us thing like you know oh you're adorable i'm sorry i'm killing you but i don't know i I really hated that the art was really fun the anime intro and outro were really cool but no the game boy version is where it's at the nice game boy color if you could find that somewhere actually i feel like that's on the ds but you know so all is lost awakening dx is Mm -hmm. the version of it yeah yep i played the original like green and gray version of it that's what's in the game boy i have i have a i have an original game boy with Link's awakening original in it yeah i I, there's a really fascinating youtube video from like like did you know gaming i think it is where they talk about the creation of Link's awakening and why there's like mario characters in it yeah and things like that it's like really interesting like what it took to get this game made and like how they got away with a lot of things they did so yeah, I uh, I I agree with you. I agree with you. The remake is still good. It's great introduction for a newer generation. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm happy for that, but ultimately, I feel like it lost a little bit of the impact. It doesn't have that kind of like pixelated Mario graphic goodness. So, yeah. So my number three this time around is going to be Uncharted Two. So previously it was Borderlands 2, which was all about this whole, you know, FPS Diablo thing. And it is a great game series. But when I was really thinking about things in the end, I was like, what game do I keep, you know, going back to? And Uncharted 2 is one of them. It is like for me, like, so growing up, I loved Indiana Jones and I loved the idea, this kind of like nobody going on these adventures and fighting nazis and doing these crazy things right um and when i was playing uncharted one it kind of had that kind of vibe going on but when you hit uncharted 2 is when you really hit indiana jones territory so when i played uncharted 2 it felt like i was playing an indiana jones movie in a more modern era you have you know nathan drake and he's got his you know lady friend and you're fighting an entire army who's after this mythical treasure and you do things like fighting off helicopters. And they like, they literally do these huge set pieces that you saw in Indiana Jones. And uh, you know, they they're shooting at a building and you know, it's crumbling down and you had to run through the building and jump out of it to land in another area. And you're, you're scaling and and solving uh, puzzles in these like remote regions. It's, there's just so much about it. That's very Indiana Jones. It's, it's amazingly voiced the action is easy to see and it kind of honestly kind of a lot of people were like doing that whole like uh was it the ludo narrative dissonance thing where it's like you're playing a character in a story where you're killing like hundreds of people (laughs) you know but the thing is like i look back at it and it's like you know even in indiana jones he's like fighting off like groups of nazis and like 
launching their jeeps off the the cliffside and everything like that and he's just like i'm cool i'm still an archaeologist don't worry about all those people i accidentally killed um so i don't really you know think of it any any weird way i just think it's an action movie and you play it and it is really really well done and i i still replay it to this day i i own it on ps3 i own it on ps4 um i really wish they'd release all the uncharted on pc i don't know if they did but if they do i will play it on pc i'll own it on pc because it's such a great narrative experience and even the other entries are good choices as well but uncharted 2 is the top it's the peak every time i hear about uncharted it's uncharted 2 everyone seems to hold two in high regards i remember when i was going through the series i got through one and then I got a little bit into two, but then I got stuck on trophy hunting. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, I got to go back into one. Turns out there's like a shit ton of treasures I left. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of burned me out on getting the rest through two because I was like, I've got to finish. I've got to unlock Donut Drake. I've got to oh, unlock all no. this other stuff. No, and I got you, stuck. You fell for it. You fell I did. for it. I did. Oh. Uh, but it was really fun it felt like uh you say indiana jones but i I keep thinking of burn notice um not that it's justified because he didn't do any treasure hunting but the cast reminded me of burn notice with uh jeffrey donovan and steve camp or bruce campbell bruce campbell yeah that's a great show actually yeah i'm a huge fan of it as well i didn't think anybody else i knew had seen burn notice (laughs) you know what when when we're done with the with the Senpai Koai podcast, maybe we should do a burn notice podcast. <laughs> just go through one episode at a time, just deep analyzing of burn notice. Maybe. I don't know if burn notice deserves that. <laughs> I don't I mean, know if it deserves USA that Network kind of attention. Series, so I don't know. Like some people love it. So yeah. I mean, have you ever heard of Warehouse Thirteen? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was a sci-fi series wasn't it yeah i love some sci-fi series like eureka warehouse 13 i've always wanted to watch eureka you should it's absolutely in your wheelhouse but anyways uh yeah (laughs) the fuck are we doing (laughs) i I don't know we're just talking about whatever the hell we want to at this point but uncharted 2 is a movie in a game form you should play it it's one of my favorites of all time and i've played it multiple times so going back to you, my good friend, where are you at? Are you on number three or four? I'm on four. Right. So rock and roll. Wait, right? I yeah. said. Um, we, got, we got Pokemon Crystal. Yeah. And we got Dragon Quest Eleven. Okay. Yeah. So it is four. Yeah, good deal. You're on number four. So number four, to no one's surprise, Kingdom Hearts. One. Oh, shit. To no one's surprise. To as no much... one's surprise. We've talked about this so many times, even out of the top five gaming episode. <laughs> even uh, even now, I still bring up Kingdom Hearts jokes, and no one, no one laughs because I've already said them all. It's uh, I've said every Kingdom Hearts joke there can be. I love Kingdom Hearts. I have a tattoo of Kingdom Hearts. I own every Kingdom Hearts. Every time there's a new version, I buy it. I'm ready. I'm excited for the fourth one to come out. It's a comfort game. I love Sora, Donald, and Goofy. They're they're almost friends in a game. It's nice to just be with them and play the game and hang out. It's it's great. I love the story. I can tell you anything that's happening at any point as long as you can point me somewhere. And I'm like, oh, that that's that. Oh, what are you, what are you talking about? This doesn't make sense to you. What are you stupid? And it's it's <laughs> <laughs> I can I, I just love the series so much. I, I'm I'm due for another playthrough and. 
probably a couple of months, I'll get that hankering. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's time to play Kingdom Hearts again. I just so, finished two not long so, ago. So feelings on the shoes? The shoes are sick. What do you mean? Everybody everybody loves banana boat shoes. Everybody loves those. No, like with Kingdom Hearts 4, the shoes have changed. Like he's got real sneaks now. Um, I I want to know what the universe is, and I want to see what Donald and Goofy look like when they get there. That way, are they the change like in shoes are justified. Dogs, yeah, like they're gonna I, have that God, ultra I hope realistic, so. ultra realistic, like Crystal Dynamics from Square Enix, like Marvel Avengers and shit, where they're like super, super realistic. That would be that actually be kind of cool. I'd fuck with it. I'd fuck with it. If it was a real duck and a real dog just doing stuff. Look, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I feel a little bit like Kingdom Hearts Four existence is owed to the fact that Disney now owns Marvel and Star Wars. Mm. It may. A lot of people are speculating that. Speculating. Yeah, like, there's like so now they haven't in, like we're talking like at least a decade or more worth of universes and characters to get involved in, um, and then you get into Star Wars. I mean, like. And there's still Disney shit out there they haven't touched. And yeah. Disney shit they, they probably aren't afraid to revisit. Be like, hey, what's up, Genie again? Hello? Yeah, you know? true. Maybe, maybe it'll be the Will Smith version of Genie this time. Uh, <laughs> I, that got a visceral reaction out of me. <laughs> oh I don't God, think like, they would... No the one would face, have the gall to do that. The face you made. That was amazing. Why would they pull for all the live action movies? Uh, God. Uh, yeah, Unless that's what all it. this was for, was to build up to a live action Kingdom Hearts universe. He, he has real shoes. That's it. I mean, there's enough live action Disney movies out there now. There's a live action Disney and the Tramp. Steven, oh, what's your uh, what's your fourth game? <laughs> You're hurting me. What's your fourth game? My fourth game is actually Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, so I love samurai films. I love kung fu films. I love things like that, and uh, it's in, it, like it's just ingrained in like my fandom. Like I love anime clearly, and I love games in like in the same vein. Like I love Power Rangers and I love kung fu, and samurai is right there with it. And this game came out of nowhere for me. Like I, I was like, I remember someone mentioning it and I, I want you to know, I paid so little attention to it. I originally thought it was about a mechanized samurai. Like when it was talking about ghost of Tsushima, it was like going to be a cyberpunk thing. You were playing sort of like this mechanized, like ninja slash samurai, a la like metal gear solid or like metal gear, you know, solid revengeance or whatever it revengeance. was. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I genuinely thought that's what it was. And then when I finally like started to see it as it was getting close to release, and it was like, this is traditional samurai world. You were exploring it on horseback. You're wearing all these different iconic outfits. You can, they literally got permission from the Kurosawa family to make a mode where the game looks like an Akira Kurosawa samurai film in black and white with the same kinds of effects to the film and, and everything. They got, actual permission from the kurosawa family and i thought that was amazing um i uh i honestly i honestly was not expecting much still even when i picked it up but immediately i was pulled in the battle system is just amazing there it's very authentic it's beautiful i think i think that's what really kind of blew me away it was it's probably one of the first games where i actually just wanted to explore to see all the different 
things and just see how pretty it looked. Um, you know, I've heard this before. It's like, you know, you play Assassin's Creed, you're in Venice and, you know, sitting on the top of the buildings, looking at all the churches and stuff like that. It's beautiful. And I'm like, ah, kind of don't care. But you got to explore an actual portion of Japan and like find these uh, shrines and these actual landmarks that are real in that area. And I think that's that's wild. And, it, and it's so beautifully rendered. It, it covers haiku, like hot springs. As somebody who enjoys that culture and just knowledge of that culture in general, it was a godsend for me. And I beat it to every T. I found everything. I explored every nook and cranny. The fact that I've missed out on an expansion is absolutely heartbreaking to me. So now I'm just going to play the whole thing from the beginning again because I love the experience. And when I take a game like that, like a lengthy single-player experience, and I go, I'm going to do it again, that's one of my favorite games. Well, now that you have the Kurosawa mode, you can at least do it again and maybe like Kurosawa, make mad films. Absolutely. Even if you don't make films, because now you can, and they'd have a samurai. Um, man, that was a that was a bare naked ladies joke. But honestly, if it didn't hit, I'm not <laughs> mad at it. Look, I I had to, I was searching my archives. Was <laughs> absolutely, it uh, was that a one week. Yeah, it was one week. It was one week. <laughs> man, I saw them in concert. By the way, they wow they put on a badass concert. And I don't they, know if you know the lead, the the like the guys that do that band have written a lot of music for other purposes. I feel like I've seen that somewhere. Like I mm-hmm. I I went on a trail one day because I've started just being more into like stuff like that generally, and it's they they surprised me. <laughs> but, All right, Trey, here we are. It's the it's the final one. It's it's the it's the home stretch, baby. What's the final game? So your list. in the original game or in the original episode, I had Arkham Asylum as my final game and I am replacing it. Not that Arkham what? Asylum is any lesser. It is still an amazing game, an amazing series, but I am replacing it with Xenoblade Chronicles. Really? I am. And it wow. was actually a toss up too. I even thought about Hollow Knight. But I couldn't do that and give everyone Ooh. satisfaction. Oh, so yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles it is. <laughs> um, I, and I mean, as you're finding out and as you're playing, um, the story, the characters, the content, it's it's beyond multiple packages. It's you get more than your bang for your buck with it, and it's it builds up to such an interesting, interesting weight of the world on your shoulders as a character. Mm-hmm that you feel it with the crew and it's it's amazing i loved it all the way through and i i do have a bias i know i've talked about this before how i played it when my son was born but as i was playing it and i just realized you know how these these mechonists and the bionists just kept growing in lore and character that i was also altering them as i went and it really felt like that i really felt like i had an impact on that world and there's not too many places that can do that that I just remember what's going on. I went back and tried to com- like 100% everything. I've tried that multiple times to go back. And like, I never do that. That, that means a lot to me that I would even try. Mm. Like you but, always want to go back to that world a little bit, you know, yeah. even because you're, you're like, I don't feel like it's finished. I don't feel like I want my experience to be done in that world. So I go back even for the most mundane of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I get that. I get that feeling too, because 
I'm still early in the game. Like it says I'm about a third or maybe like, you know, the 40% through the game. But it's I feel like I still haven't even hit that that point. Like I just got to the Hyantia like kingdom. And I feel like I'm I'm on the cusp of like finding out some important information. I finally have all my characters. Um now we're now we're getting there. And it's like I know that it's affected you. Like like you said, both because like, you know, you were playing it when your son was born, but also because like I remember how excited you were for the story. And it's the yeah. thing that's kind of pushing me through to kind of like because that's me i get distracted very easily but i want to beat this game and i want to go on to number two and i want to go on to number three like because i love the world i love the gameplay i, lo I love everything about it I, I even love the look of the characters um so i'm very excited to continue it on it, it's kind of impressive that it's now one of your top five games yeah i would always recommend it but for a select group of anime people but i mean even this <laughs> definitive edition looks amazing like it they did such a good job just remastering everybody they all look great and with the the oh what is it the extra content with the epilogue it's mm -hmm. you know there's still more to do and it's it's an amazing yeah, gift it's future connected right that's it future connected yeah uh, and it's it impresses me that they have like this whole like like you said the lore in the world is is something so complex like the no pun society and things like that it's there's a lot to find out in this game and there's so much lore that you can just skip over if you want to or you can just keep talking to people to find out what's going on in the world around you and it's 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 so it's such a joy so i can see how it's in your top five yep but with that, so what you got for yours all right your here final we are. piece and i are you are, you're not going to be surprised by this one per what can is you your guess? final piece? Can you guess? I, I want to guess. Hang on. I want to guess Persona 5 Royal, but I kind of feel like, no. Okay. I, I, I didn't feel like it would be there. Mm -mm. Um, There's a type of game genre that we, we went over a lot and you just do not like, but I absolutely adore. Did this one change from your original nope, ones? This is from the original. Oh. The sad thing is it was at the end of the episode, which I don't think you got to. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, it man. Is, it is Stardew Valley. Damn it. Yeah, Damn it. Stardew Valley. So, as you know, I'm a huge fan of the Rune Factory series. I may have mentioned how much I was excited for Rune Factory 5. It's an Once or 50 times. It's an unfortunate disappointment. It's not bad. It's just not exactly what I expected. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Har hopefully Harvestella uh, will be more my speed thank you square nix for trying to step into this arena we'll see how it goes um but stardew valley is you know got that 16-bit kind of like farming dungeon crawling get to know your neighbor marry your neighbor hang out at the festival meet some sewer creatures just relaxing kind of experience and that, i think that's what i need is like I'll, sometimes like i really want a game that's relaxing i like a game full of tension uncharted 2 ghost of tsushima uh you know i like games full of story final fantasy 6 and chrono trigger but sometimes it's as simple as just wanting to kind of enjoy mundane activities and kind of gather items and craft things and and make the world and, and explore the world however you want to at your own pace and that that is stardew valley in a nutshell for me i mean i talked about um concerned ape the developer of stardew valley uh being just this one-man team who created this this 
thing that people love to this. Day. I need you to understand how much people love this. Is there is entire Facebook groups devoted to fan fiction on for Stardew Valley characters. There is an a robust, and I mean a robust modding community that it has literally made entirely new sections of the game new storylines new characters to really enjoy on the pc like, like there's a like the, the guy's still making updates for this game to this day but the mod he's, he basically made it easier for the modding community to really like just get involved and there's like entire new areas to go to um there's just something about like this game is really relaxing it has its own time uh kind of pace but there's so much more that you can add on to it and it, it's it's a no-brainer it's it's something that's so enjoyable i wish i knew why you can't enjoy these games it's it's just not having a goal like i yeah. i can't find any satisfaction in that like i started uh pokemon puzzle league last night that just came to the nintendo oh, 64 no. store and i mean i'm enjoying it i like the tetris attack kind of games and they're fun but I know I'm only going to stick with it for so long until I have a reason. I'm working on the classroom portions where you're doing all these objectives. But once I get to a point where I don't have an objective and I'm just supposed to exist in this world where I do puzzles or I grow crops, I'm not going to stay. I, I have other objectives I need to look for. And that that's really it. I just yeah. I can't just exist. It hurts. No, I get it. And uh, but one day i hope you can find a place that you can take some time to just zen your way into see like here's the thing if i was going to recommend stardew valley to you i would recommend you to you play it so that you can become a millionaire mm. like i'd give you a goal because that's the thing is like you can't just do one thing to reach the end you have to dungeon delve you have to craft you have to sell and and farm like if I, I feel like if I gave you some kind of like semblance of a goal, you would probably actually enjoy it. Probably. Or at least I could stick with it. Cause if I, if I didn't, then I would just finish doing you know whatever what? I needed to do. And then I'd be done. You know what we need to do? We need to start a multiplayer farm. Hmm. Because then, then we have something to work to get. You have, you're, you're partnering up with your friend. You're working on a farm together. You're finding an end goal. You want to be millionaires together. Then you have a goal. Can we play online on Steam? Yep. Well, hot damn. Either I'll buy Steam a damn or game for you. I'll buy or, a damn game for you. <laughs> or if you have it on Switch, I could try to find it on there. I have it on Switch as well. I have it on every platform. I have it on wow. Switch, PlayStation 4, PC. Uh, I think the only Switch, the only platform I don't have it on is like Xbox because I don't have one. And then uh, mobile because I just, I know I Phil Spencer gave you a code for stardew valley look, i know look, you have it no it might be on xbox game Pass. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i know you know it's on xbox game all right Pass. all right all right so that that's our top five for each of us on this episode but there is something i want to go over a couple things before we we end this episode we had a lot of fun making the original and it's it, it is actually the birthplace of a lot of fun things that we've talked about over time. Like one of the big things I I want I always talk about is uh, Welcome to Demon School Irumakun, and this is the introduction of Irumakun's existence to the podcast. And it, it, it's such a fun thing to listen back to the original episode and see how enthusiastic you were 
to hear about Urumakun, to check out Urumakun. You're like, yeah, man, I'm gonna have to check that out. I'm so excited about it. And then it just became a constant thorn in your side for like an entire like, like year. three episodes later. It's like, Stephen, will you stop talking to me about Urumakun? I did finally get you to watch the first season. Have you ever watched the second season? I have still not gotten around to the second season. You disappoint me. Like, it's there. It's been there a while. Like, I'm waiting for season three, baby. I'm surprised that's not out yet. I kind of figured season three would happen before I watched season two. I need need season three, baby, because it's it's peak content. It's really good. I really enjoyed watching season one with you. It It was even better than I thought it could have been. Like, let's be real. We just need to do, like like viewing parties like that's what we need to do like you're gonna watch this show whether you fucking like it or not get in here oh okay <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i mean there was a lot of like fun jokes during this uh this uh episode back in the day like there's the the it took me by the haunches and had its way with me that is that is such a funny thing to say i'm stealing it from this point i'm gonna i'm gonna use that absolutely gonna use good that. luck i I really feel like there's not many places and times you should say that <laughs> <laughs> just like uh, just spin on it yeah you know, from, from, from like three episodes ago you you big doofus <laughs> the classic the classic kohai phrase just spit on it <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> it's okay i'm the one that's eating beans all the time so god all these oh. beans but yeah i think i think there was a lot of things to draw. I, I also thought i thought i was mispronouncing a lot of stuff in the episode but i actually had to look it up i thought i was saying uh akihabara wrong like i literally spent most of the morning listening to this episode and i was like i'm pronouncing that wrong i'm pronouncing it wrong and i looked it up and i, I wasn't i i said it in, i said it correctly so hooray <laughs> yeah no i think i remember you saying it right because i oh. i got at least through that part and yeah. then i don't think i've ever heard it pronounced unless you're like Aki Akiha Barbara, Akiha Panna Barbara. I, I, I may have like fallen all over my words in some occasions. It's also it was also a lot of fun for you to to reiterate to me that uh, Arkham Origins is not a good game. Like we were talking about Arkham Asylum, and you kept, I was like, well, maybe it's not so bad. And you're like, no, it's terrible. Don't touch it. It's cancer. <laughs> it is i mean i don't know how people can stand beside it it's it's weird yeah. but i want to say unfortunately that studio is working on another batman thing i don't remember if it's gotham knights or if it's it's got to be gotham knights they i don't think they're working on suicide squad but. yeah because i was pretty sure it's uh rocksteady is doing suicide squad uh, suicide squad kills the justice league mm-hmm. and then the other studio is doing gotham knights yes what is it what was it like warner brothers something i don't, I don't know interactive something i think you're right yeah I'd, I'd have to double check that but i want to say i heard that and was like why why would they bring them back those bitches those you're sons of enough. bitches you're not good enough get out of my studio but with that we have wrapped up the top five games recap uh update whatever you want to call it we've had a we've had a good time reminiscing and talking about our games again and some new games uh do you got anything to add my friend no sir i don't think so um just a reminder to everyone uh this is part of our redo series as we're kind of getting ready to retire the senpai kohai podcast we're going back and recovering the 
old episodes we had before we really found our stride and how we were going to perform. So if you're wondering, well, why are they doing this? This is why. <laughs> now listen to the episode before, doofus. What are you, what are you doing? Um, but <laughs> wasn't there one episode where I was just constantly berating <laughs> the yeah, listener? absolutely. And this is also the original episode. Like, we went heavy on the editing, so it's very, like, jerky. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know if you remember that. Like, this is, this is much more, like, la- laid back, much more natural. The original was just like we cut every bit of dead space that possibly could. It was definitely unique. It's a mess. That was a that was a difference in Paiko High. Oh, it was also Country Fried Otaku. Yeah. I yeah, hate we, saying those words. I know. So. Like I, I was I, I was listening to him. It's like, we're just some good old Texas boys that love anime. And I was like, ah. I'm about to throw up right now. <laughs> but apart from that, if you want to follow us on our final couple episodes, you can on social media at Sinco Podcast. Um, that's on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And Steven, with that, I think it's time for bed. Get to bed, my friend. I'm going to tuck you in. Oh. Have a good one, folks. Get All to right. sleep. <laughs> yes, sir.